0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we finally talk about Pokemon Colosseum, uh, which was released on the GameCube. Before we get into that, I want to remind you we are sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories, where you can save 15% off your first order using the code Pod in all caps. Once again, that is Pod in all caps. Please go check them out, and your support to them supports me, so uh, please give it a shot. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and engage in whatever posts I have on there—questionnaires, polls, or if you'd like to DM me with topic suggestions, questions, or concerns. You can follow us at It Just Works Studios. Once again, that is It Just Works Studios on Instagram. That's enough for me. Let's go ahead and cue the intro. everybody, we are back. Not we, it's just me. That's right. It's just me Ryan, today, doing my own thing. Um, been having a lot of guests on recently, uh, Brian and Brandon, you know, shout out to them. Um, just been kind of enjoying having guests, you know, it's always fun to me, but we are back to doing the solo run. Anyways, we are here to talk about Pokemon Coliseum, a game I've been talking about on several shows by now. And it's time to finally kind of give you guys uh, my review, uh, so to speak. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Before we get into it, I want to tell you that Pokemon Coliseum is a role-playing video game developed by Genius Seniority. Published by the Pokemon Company and distributed by Nintendo as part of the Pokemon series. It was released on the GameCube November 21st, 2003 in Japan. And then we got it in North America on March 22nd. So pretty good year, 2004. We got Halo 2 and Pokemon Colosseum. Anyways, unlike the previous titles, the game does not feature random encounters with Pokemon. Instead, the player can steal, quote-unquote, snag the Pokemon for other trainers. Which are pretty much the bad guys or people have been given shadow Pokemon. You know how that goes. Fun stuff like that. Um, the game is set in the desert region of Or. <laughs> Get it? The player protagonist is Wes, a former member of Team Snagum. Throughout the game, um, throughout the game, the player rescues Shadow Pokémon and Pokémon who have had their hearts darkened by Team Cipher, the antagonist organization via Snagging. Rui, a non-player character, NPC, Serves as Wes's sidekick as she can identify the shadow Pokemon while you are playing the game. Fun fact for you guys, Pokemon Coliseum was exhibited at E3 2003. North American pre-orders were packaged with a bonus disc that allows the player to download the Pokemon Jirachi. Upon release, the game was generally well received and with praise directed at its graphics, music, and it was a commercial success. With over 1.15 million copies sold in the United States and 656,000 in Japan. So, this game literally did better in the States. Um, not gonna lie, I find that kind of interesting. So, this game, when it came out, was amazing. I think I uh, played it through my friends. Uh, shout out to the old neighborhood. Um, I'm pretty sure I played theirs and then my parents got it for me for Christmas. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, you guys have heard about it before with uh, Halo Combat Evolved. Our old neighborhood, you know, us and each other, you know, our friends, and you know, me and Eric, the casual gamer. We always just played each other's consoles and shared games, obviously, or bring brought our games to their houses and so forth. Just really good times. Um, this game was always amazing to me. You know, I loved Ruby and Sapphire. This was also the year that Fire Red and Leaf Green came out. Um, just Gen Three was just. Honestly, as a kid until this day, it's kind of just blew me out of the water. You know, I loved the new Pokedex that we got. I, um, you know, I, I loved all the new Pokemon. I loved the Hoenn region. I liked where the show was at as a kid. You know, I kind of had some, you know, I enjoyed watching that a little bit. Um, but this game is a spiritual successor for, you know, players out there back in the day to Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. As the Gen 1 and 2 uh, Pokemon, all of the 3D sprites that you see are actually the exact same sprites uh, from Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. Uh, So it's a little crazy, uh, actually. (laughs) Um, Same animations. uh, Charizard will pull his head up and then spit it back down with, you know, Breathing Fire or whatever special attack he uses. Um, It's very, very funny to look at because it is really the same stuff. Um, obviously we have Gen 3 now um, So there's Gen 3 Pokemon But one of the things about this game Is just that there's actually a story to it You know, you're trying to stop this evil organization It's nothing. It's not a far departure off of the mainline games If you couldn't tell already uh, But this game does things differently As I said before, there's no random encounters So there's no wild Pokemon uh, you, you can battle a lot of people But not everyone wants to battle not that they do in the regular games, but pretty sure there's less battles in this game. There's still the Colosseum battles that were kind of like in Pokemon Stadium. Uh, they've obviously been changed up a little bit. Uh, they have the Mount uh, you know, mountain Battle, or whatever it's called. Uh, you can do 1 through 100 battles. Um, if you purify all the Pokemon in the game, like you capture them and purify every one of them. Um, and also do the Mount Battle, so all 100 battles, you get Ho-Oh. It's uh, delivered to your box. Now, a lot of you might be wondering, why is this a big deal? Well, today, they've pretty much streamlined everything when it comes to Legendary and Mythical Pokemon. They're not really that hard to get these days. But back in the day, that was actually the only way you could get Ho-Oh, besides getting the Naval Rock uh, event ticket from a uh, you know event in the real world for Fire Red and Leaf Green. So the Naval Rock is a place you can take on a boat from Vermilion City, and you can actually capture both Lugia and Ho. I actually recently purchased a DS event cartridge. It's a bootleg cartridge that actually acts as the center that you were able to go to in real life back in the day, and it gives you the tickets and mystery gift. So while the, the cartridge is bootleg, my legitimate copies of... You know, Fire Red and Ruby actually get to experience these mystery gifts events, which for me is a huge deal. Because as a kid, I always thought, you know, I I wish I could could have done that. So to be able to go back and do that is great. So once again, back to Coliseum. uh, Yeah, getting Ho was a really big deal. Um, You know, this is before DLC and. You know, added content, you know, just something to do post game while purifying all the Pokemon was also a big deal because you could transfer them to uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green, Emerald, Ruby, and Sapphire. And if you didn't know, well, Gen 2 Pokemon were few and far between. Whatever you could find on the Gen 3 titles or the Fire Red and Leaf Green remakes, that was pretty much it. So you had to get the rest of them from Pokemon Coliseum. Well, that's how you get the Johto starters. So while this game has you start with Espeon and Umbreon at level 30, uh, two fantastic Pokemon, Eeveelutions are always cool. Uh, the first shadow Pokemon you get is your choice between Bayleaf, Quilava, or Croconaw. So they actually do let you choose a starter. Um, it's based off which one you choose first. Um, so I chose Croconaw because Fralligator is my favorite water Pokemon. Um but later in the you know at post-game, you can go back and fight those other trainers and get Cool Alva and Bayleaf, which I actually just did on my playthrough. I'm not necessarily done yet, but I've played this game <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, so that's really cool. By doing that, you can you know obviously play the game and progress with these Pokemon. You can purify them. Uh, when you purify them, you can train them like normal Pokemon. They get a uh, move back instead of their shadow move. And then you can transfer them to these games. So... So when you hear me talk about this game today in 2021, yeah, it probably sounds obsolete a lot, but back in the day, uh, this was their answer to, you know, fans out there getting to experience a new story, but also be able to transfer these Pokemon, um, to your cartridges, your Game Boy cartridges, uh, your Game Boy Advance. Um, so you had to use a Game Boy Advance connector that works with the Game Boy Advance SP and, um, you know, the regular Game Boy Advance which I actually have had. <laughs> I actually never got rid of my original cables. Um, I can't believe I have them after all these years. I have a trade cable which is right here in front of me actually. Um, it looks terrible. It's in terrible shape so I should probably buy a new one. I have two wireless adapters and then the two the the Game Boy, the GameCube connector. So it literally uh, plugs in like a controller. And by doing this you can transfer Pokemon from those games actually to Colosseum. Um, so one of the things we're going to talk about is how Colosseum is actually a very short list of Pokemon that you can catch. So, uh, that part's a little unfortunate, um, but honestly it makes up for it because once again, back in the day, if you played these games, oh, I just hit my mic. Sorry if that made a noise. Um, once again, if you played these games back in the day, you know, you were able to transfer your Pokemon, so if you breeded an extra Charmander or... Uh, maybe you did a couple playthroughs of Ruby and you had an extra grout on. Uh, you can go ahead and transfer him to um, Coliseum, and he will be able to battle for you. The other thing that's really cool about Colosseum back in the day is you could trade items, so items and TMs and uh, battle items that you got in the game. You can transfer that to your main games to help complete the Pokedex to, ha- to help build more battle teams. Or one of the things you can see on False White Gaming's YouTube, where he does competitive reviews of Pokemon in their history, um, you can battle in 3D, right? So the Game Boy Advance games were only 2D games, or um, yeah, 2D sprites, and you know just the 2D battles. Well, you can connect, both, you know, up to two or three uh, Game Boy Advances, and you can actually have battles on Pokemon Coliseum with your Pokemon from your uh, Game Boy Advance cartridges. So you're able to see your Pokemon in three D for the first time as a team, um, you know, with third gen. So I mean, it was kind of a huge deal back in the day. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that happened, and um, I think, uh, I think it's pretty crazy. But the list of Pokemon, you know, I'm kind of looking at it right now. There's only like 40, 48 Pokemon you can get in the entire game. Uh, so it's. Uh, as I said before, pretty pretty limited on what you can get. And some of them you have to have... So three of them you have to have downloads for. So Celebi is a Japan bonus disc. And then you have Pikachu, which is another Japan bonus disc. And then, like I said, Jirachi, um, who comes from uh, you know the, the pre-order bonus disc. So pretty crazy stuff. But you got Tyranitar, Metagross, Houndoom... Skarmory, Heracross, one of the best Pokemon in the back in the day. Vibrava, which you can evolve into. Flygon, my favorite dragon Pokemon. But they also gave you the legendary dogs. You got Raikou, Suicune, and Entei. Uh, I thought that was amazing. Um, they give you fantastic Pokemon, you know, like Quagsire, who is a very good uh, battle Pokemon. Um, but yeah, so you basically travel around. You... Just like your typical Pokemon game, you go from town to town, um, completing everything in the town. There might be some side quests, side events. You defeat all the villains. You capture all the shadow Pokemon up until you get to the leader of the team. And you just capture all the Pokemon. I mean, that's. I mean. I guess I'm kind of butchering the game a little bit, but. uh, Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what you do. It's just. it's a very straightforward game, but it's very fun. Um, I would say it when it comes to how it ages, as in today, um, there's some parts of it that don't age very well, in my opinion. I think the catch rate on some of the Pokemon is just fucking ridiculous. I had to waste like 30 Pokeballs on Murkrow. I don't know what you're thinking. Well, Ryan, you're using Pokeballs. Well, that's all I had left besides the Master Balls that I transferred over from one of my games. I don't want to waste those on a Murkrow. But the Murkrow was paralyzed and only had 1 HP, right? So when you do that, the odds of catching a Pokemon in the normal games is, like, like extremely high. Unless you're fighting a Legendary Pokemon, maybe a Pseudo, um, it should be pretty easy to catch any Pokemon. And I feel like Pokemon Coliseum, it sucks that, in my opinion, that they change the catch rate. Because it's definitely changed from the mainline games. There's no question about it. Um... I just think it kind of sucks because as I'm replaying this game, which once again I'm having fun, I'm really enjoying myself. But at the same time, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> this is taking forever. Like seriously, some of my battles like take way too long, and uh, it's just because of trying to catch whatever Shadow Pokemon's there. And uh, I think it's kind of a bummer. Um, that's probably besides the lack of Pokemon. You can, well, I think uh, not encountering Pokemon was a mistake, in my opinion, to an extent. Um, I think the list of Pokemon you can acquire is not that great. I think they should have done a hundred Pokemon, which is funny because XD Gale of Darkness is only doubled what Coliseum is. I think it barely hits a hundred if that, um, it, it, I don't know. It's just a really good game. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think the, the animations are great. Uh, the game for when it came out, as I've said already at the beginning was a very beautiful game um in my opinion it was a couple years ahead of its time like i mean i still really enjoy the graphics today obviously they look like they're from 2004 but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i think some of the pokemon the way they look back then or their screeches you know the way they cry um it sounds cool because if most of you didn't know uh with the release of x and y where pokemon went full-on 3d forever um, they also changed a lot of the screeches and cries of the Pokemon. Just they tweaked them a little bit, and um, maybe that's super nitpicky, but I never really cared for the new sounds. Like I think Charizard sounds more meat or you know tough in the old games. I like his cry a lot more. Um, I think some of the Pokemon actually look better in this game than you know even Sword and Shield today, which I'm not knocking those games necessarily. I just think that the the, the team behind um, making these Pokemon did a really good job with the resources they had. Um, the Pokemon look really alive. They actually do have more animations than their Sword and Shield counterparts. Um, you know, uh, I understand the bitterness there. Uh, it is unfortunate. But I do believe this game, like, if you have a GameCube, um, if you know somebody who has a GameCube that, you know, you can pick up and play this game, um, I would say, you know, unfortunately, uh, this game actually costs just as much as it would to buy a GameCube and a controller. So. It's a little unfortunate if you know how to do emulation maybe I you know I kind of recommend that right now um, yeah I think this is one of the best games made in Pokemon I think this and XD Gale of darkness are easily the best spin-offs in the Pokemon franchise and I think that um, like I said just got done saying like if there's any way for you to play this and if you've never played it um, I really do recommend it uh, just understand there's a lot of things that they hadn't done yet. Like infinite TMs, um, I think this game could have really benefited a lot from XP share being for all six Pokemon or all five Pokemon that aren't being used or four because it's double battles only. Um, yeah, uh, it just it could have benefited from a lot. Uh, I think the 3D overworld looks great. Um, obviously, as as I said at the beginning, it's a desert region, so it does look a little bland in some cases. But there is some beautiful locations you go to, like a gate village. Where you go to purify the Pokemon. I think that, you know, there's some beautiful um, places like that in Phoenix City uh, where you get your Johto starter. It's like an Oasis type city. I think it looks really nice. Um, It's just a really fun game and it means a lot to me. Um, It meant so much to me as a kid and that's why I wanted to make an episode about it as we celebrate the, you know, 25 years of Pokemon. In my opinion, it's one of the best spinoffs. I haven't played XD Gale of Darkness in like 10 years. 10 plus years. I actually have it. I think I posted about it a little bit ago. Uh, maybe a few weeks now. I will actually be starting that. Um, probably this week. And we'll see how long that takes me. I believe my playthrough is. Uh, 40, 35 to 40 hours right now. In Colosseum. And I still have to capture the rest of the Pokemon I didn't catch. Which that's another awesome thing they did. They made sure you get some second chances. At catching the shadow Pokemon. If you you know made them faint. In your first encounter. Um, so I had to go back and get those. But if I'm being honest with you guys, I'm probably not going to. I'm probably just going to purify the ones I have and then uh, just transfer them to my Fire Red. That's kind of like my main uh, third generation game right now. Um, just trying to complete the Pokedex on that um, just as a, like a side thing. Even though I'm also playing Pokemon Shield right now. Just a lot of Pokemon going on. Um, yeah, so Coliseum is great. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Um, I would give the game, um, in my like like honest opinion, uh, replaying it in the last two years, playing it at least four to six times back in the day as a kid. Um, I would say this game's a seven point five out of ten. Um, unfortunately, there is stuff that does hold it back, but I think that there's way more positive out of this game than anything. Um, you know, the the constant double battles you have to do is a really fun mechanic in my opinion. Um, obviously, that was introduced with third generation. Uh, you know double battles well this game is nothing but double battles and i think they really did a good job of working around that and making uh you know taking advantage of you know the mechanics behind battling and um like i said the graphics are good the audio is great the music is fantastic it's got a great soundtrack very very memorable that's for sure um just think about when you go into pirate town and they're you know snapping your fingers i hope that's not overly loud in the audio um yeah if you have a gamecube if you have access to a gamecube and if you know anybody who has this game even if you just borrow it i can't recommend this game enough um just another fun fact for you guys you can actually transfer pokemon from coliseum and all of the third gen games i've already said believe it or not all the way to pokemon home and sword and shield today so if that's something that interests you which is kind of what i'm doing um There's that too. So uh, yeah, guys, I know it's a little short and sweet. Um, It's just, you know, you can, one of the things I forgot to add, which I want to do that real quick is outside the story mode, you got Coliseum mode, which is kind of like your typical just battle tree, um, you know, Pokemon stadium one and two had it where you just do battle arenas. Um, So that's very fun. There's rental battles. Once again, they're not as fleshed out in my opinion as stadium one and two. Um, but you can also register sets of Pokemon from your GBA games uh, to play on there. And once again, you can connect your GBA games as a GameCube controller connected to the Game Boy Advance to battle the Colosseum player or each other on Game Boy Advances just, and see it in 3D. Um, once again, I think this game was really ahead of its time. Um, this is why you'll hear me always say like, I hope it gets a remaster, um, maybe some more love you know, this and XD Gale of Darkness, um, fantastic games. Uh, I just want to thank you all so much for listening to this show. Um, I've been really busy, like selling a lot of my collectibles and stuff and, um, just getting caught up trying to actually play games outside of work. So the episodes are kind of rolling out pretty slow right now. Um, probably just going to keep it to once a week. I really, you know, if something works out well or if there, or if there's news, then obviously there'll be more than one episode to come out a week. Um, but yeah, I just cherish your guys' support. Thank you so much. And I hope you all have a wonderful week and we will see you guys next week. Bye.